0: Welcome once again to another episode. Um, I'm your host Tolu, and today I've got a really, really, really special guest. Um, all the way from the United Kingdom. Uh, I feel like I should, I should. I have to do the, the full-on thing where like Nigerians always very like just hype each other. All the way from the United uh-huh. Kingdom. He is a lawyer. Real, real, um, a PhD holder, I should say, as well. Um, he also is not, spe- yet. not yet. I mean, <laughs> hey, hey, hey. not the point, relax.
1: <laughs>
0: he, I mean, again, you're like dec- what you are a couple of months from the end of your PhD, and of course, it yeah, is yeah, yeah, specifically in, in sports law. So, I have my friend, yeah. uh, Dr. <laughs> in Kang. How you doing, man? I'm all right, bro. I'm all right, bro. Yeah, man great great to have you on um so of course um obviously part of the reason why we wanted to have this discussion was obviously the euro super league right i mean at this point now as we record it's essentially it seems like it's it's out of bounds pretty much i'm curious from your perspective did it even have a chance to even get off to any there was any chance it would even work in the first place
1: from from
2: my perspective, no, because I mean, initially when everybody was going up on about it on Twitter, it was just from a position of um, interest and intrigue that people were sharing their opinions. And I just took my time and I was just like, you know, what? I'm not going to engage every every and anybody on this topic right now. Let me just sit back and actually do um some reading, some research about this, the basketball league, and what is actually involved. And um, as I did more and more reading, I you know read a couple of articles. I shared a couple of articles on my Twitter as well. Just you know um, what the legal replica- uh, repercussions of of these actions could be. Um, you know, I read a couple of academic articles on this platform called the Conversation. You know, people mm-hmm. who are lecturers and professors or whatever share their opinions on a day to day basis. I read about three four articles from there and. Sort of got an idea, okay, it's not the first time there's been an attempt at the Breakaway League and, you know, in in other sports, um, as well as in in, in football, as we know, um, happened with the Premier League. But um, I think when people were speaking about this point and what the European Super League stood for, uh, people were just coming at it from, you know, the Premier League was strong from the Breakaway, so the Breakaway can happen again and everything was fine. And it's like, do you honestly think that these people are not, these clubs are not neck deep in contractual obligations mm-hmm. to, to yeah, UEFA, to the Football Association, to FIFA, that it would be so easy for them to just wake up one day and say, you're going to start a league and nobody will fight them. Exactly. It would be, I I foresaw that it was going to happen, it was going to be like, a couple of years at least <laughs> in, mm-hmm. in court before anything happened. That's what I I, I foresaw so happening because I mean the key thing here is about competition and competition law. Mm-hmm. Who is being anti-competitive? Is 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 FIFA, UEFA? Are they being anti-competitive in not allowing um, these teams to go, to go out and form their own league? Yeah. Or is the fact that these teams are going to go and form their own league in this closed group? Kind of thing that the two circuit arrangement is that in itself as a competitor because other teams cannot uh qualify based on on general performance outside the you know the five slots that they say mm-hmm. was going to be available, so things like that, I have to go read up on it and actually see the breakdown and just you know came to my own conclusion that quite frankly the the way the court has reacted to the problem in the past mm-hmm. uh, not the problem I should say the way the court has reacted to attempts at a uh, breakaway or attempts at, uh, at, at for, for athletes to go and you know, do contract with a third party. The way the courts have in, uh, interpreted what is anti-competitive um, it is very, very comprehensive in, this, in the sense of, of, of sports in particular. Mm-hmm. And um, when I found this little quote in a, in a, in a recent case, and it's like, um, as long as I, I can't remember what I, what I wrote in my Twitter, but it's like as long as the competition the anti competitive behavior is done in the is for a just purpose, it's not extra in any way and it's it's valid to the running of the events, then it's not necessarily anti competitive, even though mm. it's restrictive by its nature. Yeah. So I'm like if that's the way the court is interpreting the structures that are currently available, yeah. How then are these people going to come and say because the co the case they would have to bring to the court would be What we are currently being bound by Mm -hmm. within UEFA is anti-competitive because it does not allow us to do our own thing Mm -hmm. and that UEFA's monopoly is too strong and and therefore we deserve to go out and make our own Mm -hmm. contracts. And then UEFA will be like, what do you mean by it's too strong? Like we've been here for years, we've given you a platform to have an input, Mm -hmm. we've given you an opportunity to Mm -hmm. change the structure of how things are run." recently announced, exactly, the day the day after this funny thing was announced, they, they announced what, you know, plans were to to, to um, sh- change the shape of the Champions League to make it more commercially viable as well. So it's like, there's all these opportunities to have your input. It's not enough for you to feel like it's anti-competitive so, so, in its structure and you have no state, enough for you to conform your own,
1: exactly. you know? yeah.
2: So if they can't argue that, then they don't yeah, have yeah. a case. Okay. <laughs> and, so, and
0: that's how I saw it. Okay, So so... Obviously, based on what you've said, that, that, that obviously makes sense because they're already within the structure and they've been there for a really, really long time. Yeah. Now, I'm curious from a U.S. Yeah. perspective, right? Because, you know, just for context, and I was saying this in my previous podcast uh, with Dave, um, you know, in, in the NFL, yeah. which is a North American situation, there were two competitive leagues, right? There was the uh-huh. AFL and there was the NFL uh-huh. at the time with them merged to become the NFL. With the Americans looking at it, right, because a lot of them were Americans, especially on the English ownership side. Is it possible, for example, for an American team to say, okay, we're going to form our own league, right? It could be played by European teams, but it would be a competitor to UEFA. And it would not be under the jurisdiction of UEFA. Um, Instead, it would not be under the jurisdiction of UEFA. It would be instead a separate league based out of the U.S., or just featuring European teams, would that also be possible in any way, shape, or form, especially in the future? Because obviously this one has died, but some people might take some notes out of this and say, okay, is there a way to have re-implemented this in a different way, featuring um, European teams, but again, from a different style from UEFA? Would that have been possible at all? I think, I think. I mean, for me,
2: like, I I think stand, because, Okay, I'll tell you this. A key part of my research was looking at the monopoly of FIFA, like how strong FIFA's monopoly is as the governing body of football. Mm -hmm. And from my reading and what I understand from the organization, (laughs) my brother, those people are far (laughs) gone. Like you can't step like nation states, Mm. NGOs, everybody's afraid of FIFA because of how powerful they are and in terms of when they want to put their foot down regarding uh, interference in the running of their event. Yes. So with that being said, FIFA have, already, have you know, obviously delegated a significant amount of power to UEFA as a European angle. Mm-hmm. So for an, another organization to be formed, to then say we want to compete against not only UEFA, huh? But against FIFA, because FIFA will need to give the sign-off for mm-hmm. anything like that to happen. Anything. Mm-hmm. FIFA is the governing body of organized football. Mm-hmm. When you say organized football, it means where there's a structure, and <laughs> even as long as it's not an amateur level, FIFA <laughs> are there. It I <laughs> makes, sense. <laughs> makes sense.
1: Yeah, I yeah, yeah, understood. You,
2: you, yeah. So you can't just have this competition and be like, okay, we want a future European team. You know, mm-hmm. and, and European teams too will sign and be like, oh yeah, we don't want to play in the UFI again. Or oh, we want to play in UFI. We also want to play here because we want to increase our, our mm-hmm. following and without getting UFI's permission or getting people's permission. Mm-hmm. What we are seeing now is exactly what's going to happen then in terms of the threats, in terms of the potential um, penalties and again, court cases that would be uh, uh, insurmountable. So I think it's, 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 it, <laughs> It's a, it's a quite a thick line in terms of who, is, who can do what without FIFA's permission when it comes to organized football. Mm-hmm. And uh, um, even though it's a, it's, a, it's an American thing or it's an American competition that being run there as long as it's organized football involving professional teams, FIFA mm-hmm. at some point will have to get the get-go because you can't just appear and say <laughs> the whole space <thing> is the <laughs> whole the whole basis in FIFA being given the power that FIFA was given was that many, many years ago, back in the in the 60s or the 70s, whenever it was, nation-states governments were genuinely, they could not care less about the governance of football. Of, of. Mm-hmm. So it was being done, it was being run by public authorities, by you know, public public and everything, but public policy, public policy. the things that are more pressing than a bloody football match, and uh, you know, this thing, putting putting mm-hmm. uh, state resources and taxpayers' money into that is more important matter. So FIFA then like, ah, oh, sorry, we're very, very sorry that you people are very stressed. You know, <laughs> we have this thing. We have this thing that we're forming. Yeah, and uh, we have our own governing body. We have people in charge. We have this expert. We have this expert. We have our sponsors. Literally taking the pressure off the state. Like this thing, this event that you people are can't be bothered about that we have that is taking taxpayer we money. We'll yeah. sponsor it. We'll put our own money into it, mm-hmm. and we'll run our event, and we'll be self-regulatory.
1: Mm-hmm.
2: And you don't need to bother about us. We are based in this country. We, mm-hmm. we have our rules. We have our lawyers. We have our regulation. That is how FIFA was for mm-hmm. initially. So everybody was afraid of. Everybody couldn't be bothered about football. And mm-hmm. as FIFA then commercialized. Football so much so <laughs> that it is what it is now in terms mm-hmm. of a hot property. Mm-hmm. So now it's too, they are too far gone that people cannot now come and say ah. They want to people, it's like you have too much power. Oh, come, let me connect more and it. control this small football. You can't because yeah. mm-hmm. <laughs> we've done all the work. I see. So I, 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 I don't think it, it doesn't matter where in the world a competition wants to be wants to happen, but if it involves professional players they are all part of FIFA's p- uh, pyramidal structure.
1: Mm-hmm. and
2: FIFA can directly and indirectly punish any and every professional player. Wow. <laughs> However, it <is> <laughs> he may not do it directly. It's not that FIFA will send a letter to, uh, um, you know, let's say, Amok Kaji was a letter to Amor and say that you are being punished but mm-hmm. through the structure of the democracies signed to the NFC, who is signed to the uh, Confederation of African football, who are then signed to FIFA. So if, if you call somebody from, from CAF, and say in the Nigerian Football Federation, something mm-hmm. is going on there, there's a player that's there, that we want to punish for doing this and that. That is done.
1: Mm-hmm. <laughs> I see. It's
2: done. And that yeah. in itself would, you know, deter other terrifying? people and other, uh, yeah, exactly, from, yep. from trying to, to step on FIFA's authority. So. If people can challenge this and say, "Is it is it legal?" one of the the things that have happened with competition law again and sports is like I think the the it was a recent case that happened. You know, I think that the the decision was made like in December, and it was that this football authority, I think it was for like ice skating. The argument was that the punishment that they gave that they gave to an athlete who um, signed up to this third-party competition
1: mm-hmm.
2: um, outside the authority of the governing body of ice skating. The punishment that the the, the um, ice skating federation gave the, the player was too severe mm-hmm. and it was anti-competitive potential mm-hmm. because if you're imposing such uh, penalties and then the person cannot then earn a living, living, it is a restraint of trade. then yeah. it's a it's an issue with the law and yeah. you, you know it's potentially contravening all those type of things. So perhaps mm-hmm. if if I were to ban 100 players, <laughs> yeah. and you know, they can bring a case and say it is anti-competitive because if you, a ban from FIFA essentially means you can't earn, earn a living, living anymore. Like you're done. Correct. But, but, but the thing about, and the counterpoint to that is, when we say earn a living as an athlete, mm-hmm. like a, 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 a runner or a racer, whatever it is, who is earning money on a day-by-day on a basis,
1: like mm-hmm.
2: performance, there's there's that, and then there's team sports.
1: <laughs> you know, yeah.
2: we're not talking about uh, tennis players in, uh, at Wimbledon. If you know, depend you get paid depending on how far you go going in in the competition. If yes. It's based on your individual ability. We're talking about a team sport where if uh, players were banned yes. for a couple of months, the, the club will still pay them.
1: I see. So,
2: is is that really a restraint on trade if they're still getting paid? So, I people are like, we're, we're, we're imposing these laws to deter them from further actions like this. But can they really argue that we're stopping them from earning mm. a living? They are still earning a living from professional work because they have valid contracts. Mm-hmm. They just can't play as, as a punishment for uh, mm. certain actions which contravene uh, mm. statutes. So, there's different angles to it, but the long and short is, you know, FIFA are who they are. And, <laughs> I mean, it's going to be difficult wow. to knock them off their first. It is going to be difficult. Like, it's like, for my research, mm-hmm. it, it you're talking about to, to be able to, to rival FIFA, it's not just the US. We're talking about US, Europe. Yeah, you, <laughs> Everybody you, and anybody yeah. has to combine.
1: At the so same to time, be able
2: to, <laughs> uh, at the same time. Yeah. So it's not the European Super League that with twelve clubs in the background and they sign contracts and they think that that's the end of it. No, 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 no. I see. are talking about mm. the prime minister the prime minister. the prime minister in Canada, the president of America, the president of the mm. European Union, different strong European countries. All coming up with a statement saying that we will not tolerate the this, 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 and that that is going on our FIFA. We want to do this, we want to do this, and we want to do that. That's if true. our clubs, if we cannot demand this, if we cannot get this, we will withdraw and we will restrict our clubs from performing, from, from taking part in, in FIFA competition. Mm-hmm. That <laughs> will strain mm. FIFA. Wow. So if there's any crack
0: in that plan, like <laughs> in this,
2: like in, this, your <laughs> in that plan, exactly, like in this your when one club is like. After 24 hours, they're like, I'm not sure this is what I can of for, and they're already backing out. Yeah. When FIFA
0: are like, people are not serious. <laughs> yeah, you're not
2: focused. You're not focused. You're not focused. You're not focused. I'm telling you, FIFA win. Because, yeah. you know, mm. the whole point of a monopoly and why FIFA who FIFA are is because there is no substitute.
0: Mm-hmm. Yep, there's no substitute. There this is, is true.
2: No, There is no competition like organized football or you can't say, "Oh, let's just remove the fan and put another body, and they will have it in the same effect." It's not possible. Mm-hmm. You're either within this structure or you're outside it. And if you can't align yeah. yourself with what the governing body says, then <laughs> you're not ready now, and that's the end. Mm. So, um, <laughs> yeah, I mean, yeah, that, 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 this is this is where my confidence came from. And the more I read, the more I was like, ah. This is like because I already read about these things in my whilst I was reading for my my PhD. So mm. just be, be reading stuff now and just be like, this is really, really tight though. And I'm mm. like, who, who are the lawyers that can mm. advise these Florentino Perez and Roma and the United? Who advised them that this thing was a possibility? Mm. Like, on what ground yeah. are you honestly saying that the current UEFA structure is so restrictive? Mm. You, like, Mm. Put, put it like, put it. Let's put it into context. One of the times that the EU, for instance, the European Commission, yeah, um, have gone against football was in what you know as the Bosman case, the Bosman ruling.
0: The Bosman ruling, yes, yes.
2: So, yes, the Bosman ruling being that a player can now move within the EU from one EU team to another EU team outside of contract without having to things without having to pay any money without the team the buying team having to pay any money. So that's hmm. been the reason for the players. Correct. So before the Bosman ruling, there was something called the retain and transfer system. Mm-hmm. So which meant that at the end of a player's contract, the team could choose to retain the player until they got what they're asking for, before mm. they could then transfer to the player, even wow. though the player was no longer within He's contract.
1: Yeah, yeah.
2: It is no within contract. Exactly. So Bortman argued that that structure is a restraint of trade
1: mm-hmm.
2: because another team is available who are willing to pay his wages. He's out of contract. He should be able to go to the other team. Mm-hmm. What kind of rule is, is this that? that is, you know, exactly? Is, is he is is, is a prisoner? Is a is this <laughs> I can go wherever I
1: want. I can go wherever I want.
2: Exactly. There, but in other industries, people can move at the end of their contract. What mm-hmm. is this nonsense that you are doing in football that is not allowing me to go and earn a living? This mm-hmm. team can pay me, but they can't pay, they can't pay you guys to release me and also pay my wages. So Correct. please let me go and refuse. Yeah. So he took them to court,
1: and then, and then the court
2: found out, found that exactly he won, and the court found that the rule in itself was anti-competitive because it mm-hmm. didn't allow him to go and earn a living. Mm-hmm. So you understand that kind of common common sense approach, and you're like, in truth, I don't know why it took so long, but it was felt like he, he should have won. It shouldn't even have been an argument. Exactly. That's the kind of basis. That's the kind of law that you know has been challenged. On, mm-hmm. that lev- on that level for, for, for there to be, be finding that, okay, this structure is anti-competitive and, you know, it's allowed, this other thing is allowed. Mm-hmm. So, and then you look at this usual you know, situation and you're like, what are these really whining whining about? Yeah, what, you want more problem, money, really?
0: essentially. Yeah, just looking for more money.
2: He just want more money. Mm-hmm. And my friend win the and get your money. What's so all this? Exactly. <laughs> so, uh, but yeah, it, okay. it was, it was very interesting.
0: So obviously, this has been very insightful. Now, I just want to put, make one more, one more side to this. Um, obviously, we, again, based on your own legal um, experience and obviously the research you've done, it was almost clear from the start that this was, was a non-starter, right? It's not, it's not going to work. It's not going to have any longevity, no legs to stand on from a legal requirements. Do you think that this was some kind of posturing or you know some kind of way to make a play with UEFA because clearly I mean again based on everything you've talked about now you know previous rulings especially the Bossman ruling, um, clearly there's no chance that this thing was going to work and again obviously now Edward has lost his job as a result of some of this, but do you think that some people at least within the sphere of how this was was designed felt like this was a good play to make? You either behave, or at least recognize that we have some power, or was it just a complete botched situation entirely? And it just was not even that smart? Is that what do you think of that?
2: I I I agree that it was probably some posturing. I agree that to some extent it gave these people an opportunity to, to actually get the feedback. Because if I was thinking about it from if I was a lawyer for the European Super League, I'd be thinking hmm. So the big issue that is people now is closed league thing. Is that okay? Okay. So it's, it's that these fifteen teams are in in the year in year out. There's no relegation. There's no there's no promotions. Like I see. I see. Okay. Mm. How can we reshape this plan? If that's <laughs> mm. if that's the key back, how can we reshape this plan mm. that can accommodate these core elements of 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 um of what people are saying? And if that's the big thing, as well as getting the fans on board. I think it, 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 there's a couple of things that they miss. Core things like you can't just sign off this thing without any stakeholder, like to the to the to the to the base of the club. You can't stakeholder involvement. These people have been supporting the, the Arsenal, Tottenham, Man United, mm-hmm. Liverpool for generations. Correct. You can't just make sort decisions decision and without involving them. At the same time, if these clubs had conversations with the people who had voices within the, the the club structure, and they then said, you know what, our fans are in agreement that we should pursue something like this, And all of them now had that general consensus and they signed an agreement. Then which fan is going to be coming out of Chelsea and mm-hmm. saying, no, oh, we want that, we want that? Because everybody's on, everybody's on the same page. We know yeah. what we're trying to get from this." Mm-hmm. you know, so there's, there's things that they can take on board. At the same time, when I was looking at the, the new announcement for, you know, the UFR 2024 structure, it's yeah. like, there's, there's, like, similar elements are in there. Maybe not the monetary side, but in terms so not individual group stages, but like one big group. and terms of you know the, the the top eight teams go on to the next round, the next group of teams play each other. All these type of things. Mm-hmm. I think that the, the 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 European Super League was also proposing. Yeah. But the key thing being the, the 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 additional monetary element. And why I knew or why I felt that it wasn't going to go anywhere, it was because you can't just appear
1: mm-hmm.
2: <laughs> and erase a structure like UEFA. If you, like, because what European Super League, I tweeted it and one of my friends was telling me, you know, where did they say that they wanted to usurp UEFA? They mm-hmm. don't need to say they want to usurp UEFA because <laughs> you know that they want That's to usurp UEFA by making such a decision. That's mm-hmm. what they're trying to do.
1: Mm-hmm.
2: If all the clubs, I, I, I did a little breakdown. If the UEFA Champions League became what it, what it, what it is now, mm-hmm. in the, you know, in the early 90s, if out of the, the the how many years we 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 had, if only in that duration of time, only three people, only three, three teams, I should say, are, are not part of that initial twelve founding members right. of the uh, you you uh principal
1: league.
2: Mm-hmm. How, how is that possible? If every year in year out, year in year out, the twelve founding. Remember that the ones that are going to in this in, in, in UEFA Champions League now mm-hmm. they want to go and form their own mm-hmm. What is about to be left of the UEFA Champions League? Who
1: mm-hmm.
2: is going to be playing? They, play? is the only mm-hmm. <laughs> and uh, and we come wanderers? Exactly. Yeah, is it, the, is it the, the people that will be playing UEFA Champions League? So essentially, they would have erased the Champions League, and you, you can't, mm-hmm. <laughs> like you, can. you can't. The same way you can't erase FIFA. Fair enough. same way you can't wake up and say you want to erase erase cash.
1: Mm-hmm. The,
2: the convention, confederation of African football, you can't. you just not have the what mm. <laughs> If you want to erase, you want to, you have to erase from the top, not to erase from, from the bo- yeah, exactly <laughs> without the permission, without the permission of the of the of the guys on top. Mm-hmm. So um, yeah, that's why I think they they missed it.
0: Fair enough. Well, wow. um, um, I mean. Exciting. I mean, certainly, I mean, this has been insightful, obviously, all the legal ramifications, you know, if you were even really going to attempt to try this, certainly you are trying to also, in a way, overthrow FIFA. And I remember also one of the last exactly. things that we mentioned was, um, is it even possible if you were going to try to overthrow UEFA or FIFA, how would you take on Europe? Because I think Europe is the, obviously is always the center for anything football. And for you to find a way to overthrow everything in Europe It is very difficult because Europe hardly ever agrees on any central thing. Hardly. Mm, Um, So if we're going to get everyone to agree that football needs to be overhauled, right? Because we do agree that FIFA in some way is corrupt. We do agree that UEFA Mm. in some way is corrupt. And as a result of them being a self-regulatory body, naturally, if they do wrong, nobody can stop them. So... Um, yes. Certainly, I think there's some need for some overhaul, but it doesn't appear that there's anybody available with enough power, with enough resources, uh, with enough priority to fix
1: this. <laughs> so, yeah, yes.
2: um, but it, but it's what I said. At the, it's what I said at the start. this
1: mm-hmm.
2: And that the only way to fix this would be all these national gov- national bodies, national governing bodies, the EU. Everybody has to come against FIFA or against UEFA. Mm-hmm. If not if not one person attends, another person attends, and you more small times, that's not going to work.
1: Mm-hmm.
2: That's not going to work. We all are, it's not even that there is some element. If you do the research, you know that there's serious irregularities around FIFA, <laughs> around UEFA, in Correct. terms of corruption. It's there, yeah, in terms of, across from from top to bottom, there's so many uh, uh, um, stories about corruption. Mm-hmm. But in order to hit, hit, hit them where it hurts, there mm-hmm. needs to be a concerted approach not it's not all one or the other. And um, you can't you and you can't do this. You can't come to the EU and do it. You have to be based within the EU. <laughs> and, mm-hmm. You know, you have to have your, your ears on the ground to know what, what the mirrors are, which to mm-hmm. go to, which mm-hmm. to avoid, all mm-hmm. these type of things. This not it's, it's never gonna it's never gonna work. And I will, the last thing I would say on this thing is, is, is this reference where it's like if you come for the boss mm-hmm. you you will have to hit the bus. So you can't miss. <laughs> the Thanos thing, me. right? <laughs>
0: Fair enough. You cannot miss it. Yeah, yeah. Go ahead. Oh, I think I think I think it dropped. I think it dropped off. Um, but yeah, no. Certainly, <laughs> yeah. Sorry, you were saying. Uh, it, it just broke for a second. So you were saying that if you come for the for the boss, you can't miss. Oh, I think I'm. I think I'm, I think I've lost him. <laughs> Yeah, it's it's now it's time to break in and out, and I'm not sure why that is, um, but certainly, certainly, um, a really, really great episode. Um, yeah, yeah, I think I think you're breaking off now, so I'll, I'll drop off, and then obviously we will touch base offline. But certainly, as you guys have heard, um, you know, it's it's been a really, really interesting one—the Europa Super this Super League situation, and uh, well. I'll catch you guys in the next one. As we speak, Manchester City are losing. Uh, See you guys in the next game week and then we'll touch base again soon. Peace.